All right, everybody. It's Honorado and Miller, Chris and Ash. Last week, it was uh, nap hair. <laughs> this week, this is uh, boat, hair. boat hair. Oh, you're on a boat. Yeah, on a boat. Lake hair. Of course you were. Shout Alpen out House. to the great people uh, at Alpen House for hosting us and, uh, and showing us a good time on a Barletta pontoon boat. That's the one we did the show on. The one time we did a show on a boat. Yeah, but this, this thing was probably nicer than the floor model. Ooh. Well, you know, they're the owners. Um, we got a lot to get to on the show here, honestly. We've got our guest, Matt Tarula, who Ash reconnected with. He's a former Syracuse offensive lineman, uh, Colin E. grad here locally. We'll get into some NFL training camp stuff. I watched Hard Knocks. I am still in love with Aaron Rodgers. That just is not going to go away, I don't think. <laughs> okay. I kind of thought... You know what? I'm ready to move on from him. I'm not. No. I'm not ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers. I still wish he was the Packers quarterback. And I hope that Jordan Love's ch changed my mind week one of the preseason. Sure. That, that's yeah, you, you want your next quarterback to be good. But yeah. when you have an all-time great at quarterback, it doesn't just – you don't just, like, rip the bandit off and it goes away. Like, yeah. the Patriots didn't stop loving Tom Brady and not stop wishing that he was their quarterback. They just hoped that – Mac was better than he is. The clock is ticking on the Yankees and Angels who are trying to get a wild card spot. Did the Angels make a terrible decision by not trading Shohei Otani? They barely won any games yeah. since, since the trade deadline, yeah. too. Actually, they've won two games <laughs> since the trade deadline. It's their last two as we do the show live on a Thursday night. It feels late. It sounds like uh, like it's yeah. late. I'm fighting something here. It's just a voice thing. I promise it's not summer COVID, which apparently is a real, real thing. And we'll get into what the Orioles did with their broadcaster, Kevin Brown. It has taken over social media. Yeah. Ash and I will weigh, on, will, uh, weigh in on that. Let's get things going on our auto and Miller. This is Honorado and Miller, sponsored by Alpen House. All right, let's do a little roll call here just to kind of get things going, right? Yeah, good evening indeed. Yeah, it's weird, right? Good evening. I'm not going to get used to that until... If you're new to us, I love that you found us now on yeah. News Channel 13 social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, every Thursday night at 6.30. Uh, we used to do this at 10 a.m. But Ash's schedule changed, so we're we're on the we're on the night shift here. So I'm keeping you up, you you poor guy. Yeah, we're on the night shift. Uh, Tina, we all know it's the Commanders. We get it, but we are going to talk about the Commanders as well because uh, of what their head coach Ron Rivera said this week uh, about the coaching style and approach of first year offensive coordinator and associate head coach Eric Bieniemy. That that is going to be. I, I'm fired up for that. It probably should yeah. have been my performance industrial, oh. dirty, difficult, done, but uh, but it isn't. Uh, John Conlon, Jets fan, resident Jets Gotta fan, love it. Uh, is enjoying Hard Knocks. He said to me that uh, he woke up, John, see if I get this right, woke up at like 2 o'clock in the morning and realized that Hard Knocks had, had played the night before oh. and so watched it oh at about – God. Two or two thirty in the morning, or whatever That's the heck it crazy. was, and said he was so fired up after that he couldn't, couldn't go back to sleep. And you've got kids. Oh, you're crazy, John. That's and I, nuts. and having watched it, I I do understand that. Let's let's. But just, two in the morning, you wouldn't have done. 
No, I'm on my way to work at two in the yeah, morning. That's true. <laughs> Close to it anyway, on your way to getting ready for work. Yeah, I can't. I don't have time for uh, for that. Okay, John says I'm right. Yeah. All right, let's start there. And I I will kind of monopolize this conversation only because Ash I hasn't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, here are my takeaways. And this is what I've texted everybody, including my brother, who's a diehard Jets fan. Okay. The opening scene from Robert Sala is is genius it's brilliant it's motivating it's i thought that's a perfect way to not only start the series of hard knocks but if that were in fact his first meeting full team meeting with the jets he i'm saying if it were it it was perfect it the message was perfect and he has always struck me as a guy that i thought i would i I would play Play for him him, yeah, yeah for sure um, he is, he's a motivating character for sure. And his messaging, if, if people haven't seen it yet, go watch it. It was perfect. It's about the expectations that, that have been thrown on the jets and rightfully so. Sure. And how are they going to deal with the people who are trying to tear them down? And that includes the, their week to week opponents. Aaron Rodgers is likable. Um, he appears to still have it. He appears to be incredibly motivated to well, prove that he still has it. And and I miss him. <laughs> and I miss him. It was like watching the hour of the first uh, show of Heart. It was like watching the girl you're, you're still in love with. Kiss you, another guy. You thought you were over her. Yeah. Right? And you said, I'm ready to move on. And then you saw her out one night. Or maybe she's getting married and there's an announcement that she's engaged and now she's going to get married and you realize, oh, wait, no, this is real. The breakup is real. I'm not over her. I'm not ready for this to, to to be over. And I thought to myself as I'm watching this, what have we done? If we had just treated him better while he was in green and gold, maybe we would all still be happier. That but was, isn't that what happens to te- to to most players? Like, don't they? Yeah, it wears thin. I get well, it. But that, but also age. Like, teams just don't trust the aging process. Not everyone is Tom Brady. I think as you get older, they think at some point this carousel, this merry-go-round, is going to come yeah, to but a screeching halt. Not like a. I think the Packers, the way they did with Favre towards the end of his time there, I think the Packers got tired of the Aaron Rodgers stuff. And where is is he going to play? Is he invested? Yep. Is he going to be here for OTAs? We've got young receivers. Why isn't he helping to bring them along? All that stuff. Now he's in a new environment. Yes. And and again, I've said I've been on the record here many many times saying I think he's going to have a phenomenal year mm-hmm. because this is the way he kind of goes. People start to question him and doubt him. He pops off an MVP type season. Um, I think he's gonna have a great year with with the Jets. I think Garrett Wilson's gonna have a ton of yards. It, the defense can they hold up there under the bargain the way they did it last year? We will see. Is that offensive line good enough? That's the big to me. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest X factor. Is Rogers running for his life, right, or does he, he have that. time to kind of pick defenses apart? And if he has time, there are enough weapons on this offense where he will look really, mm-hmm. really good. So I think he plays well this year. And then I've always said year two is a wild card. Age all of a sudden could sneak up on like that. See? Or he may not be as motivated. He may not be at OTAs all Especially year long. Especially if this year is not 
quite what he well if it's a disaster then that not even he might retire yeah not even a disaster but if it's just not all that great yeah it may kind of be like no you know what not gonna not gonna work then my third takeaway is that liev schreiber is just an absolute legend well we love that guy so he's been the voice of hard knocks forever and he was doing 24 7 before that which was is a boxing doc um and rogers calls him uh the voice it's the voice of god so so liev makes his first on camera hard knocks Mm. appearance and the way he arrives at jets camp is legendary and i thought I'm still in love with Aaron Rodgers, and and now now my yes, now my adoration for Liev Schreiber is at a whole nother level as well. You're right; we do love him from Ray Donovan and other things he's done in the past. Uh, He's terrific in the. It was it was a fun first heart. I feel like I need you should watch watch it. Yes. You've told me it's that. a little bit of a burden of responsibility too. Like just in order to kind of discuss the things that are happening, you should watch it. But you've told me that for years now and I've never watched. It's just not been a show that I've ever you've never seen into. an episode of hard knocks. Never seen not it one. I don't believe so. Oh, you're missing it. I've told you before but, the production level alone is good. enough. But like, I don't care about the Browns. I don't care about like, there've been too this many makes teams. you care. That's what I mean though. But also as a regional sports casting person mm-hmm. for the next few weeks, um, it gives me a reason to watch because I should know some you of should. the background and I should kind of, and I have enough friends and family who are Jets fans that it's nice to talk about. Uh-huh. So. All right. Um, yeah, Sam, you know, what's funny is I'm Sam. I, I, I'm assuming you watch hard knocks. They do bring up John's mm-hmm. name at the end of that. Um, and Sam says Super Bowl or bust. Ooh, I like this here. Dave challenging here. Little effect on the Jets. Now okay. That's... I mean, look, that that, you know, if you if it's if everything's just in comparison and you were to say he's gonna have a little effect on the Jets compared to last year, that can't, they won seven games. I get that, but the quarterback play was yeah. so atrocious no, at it's... times that it's going to be remarkably yeah, better. I don't I don't and see little effect. Every I... player on the Jets is loving having Aaron Rodgers there. This is a long comment. I just want to look through it real quick so I don't throw up any F-bombs on TV. Okay. Uh, Joey Chestnut, great quarterback. Always enjoyed watching him play. Can't root for him now, though. A lot of hype in New York, a lot of pressure on that entire team defense. So maybe a Packers fan, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not – look, I'm both sides are guilty in this. Rodgers and I'm sure from the organizational standpoint too. Like Rodgers, and I've said this too, Rodgers had enough cachet and did enough for that organization that if you're going to draft a quarterback in the first round, he should be told. Right. You don't need his 100%. permission. You don't need his permission, no. but he should have been told. And when they and drafted Love and didn't tell him ahead of time, that that affected things. Yeah. That affected. He he has he at least earned the notification. Mm-hmm. Even text him, "Hey, this is this is happening this, quickly. Yeah. We're moving up. We're drafting a quarterback. Just want you to be aware that yep. he deserved at least that much. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else NFL here? If we're going to see if Matt Trullo watches. Okay. We'll come. Knocks. We'll come back to the NFL. We'll yeah. talk about whether or not we're putting any stock in the preseason. I am glued Friday night to a Packers. preseason football game. 
I can't wait. I've told you how much I'm anticipating this season. When's the last time you were you decided I'm gonna be glued? No, because because I could have watched in the last couple years to see what Love did, but it didn't matter because Rogers was the quarterback. Now I know Love is the quarterback. What can he do? And we'll talk about the Commanders and Ron Rivera's comments, initial comments about Eric Bieniemy's intensity, and then Ron Rivera trying to throw the truck into reverse to back things up, and and that never works. You know how that goes. All right, back on Honorado and Miller in a minute here. Uh, Matt Tarullo, former Syracuse offensive lineman, Colony grad, our guest next. Whether you're into lounging, cruising, or just relaxing, summer fun starts with Alpenhaus. Enjoy a smooth ride that'll change the way you boat forever on a Barletta pontoon powered by Mercury Outboard. Nobody makes a more reliable, powerful lineup of outboard motors than Mercury to continue propelling your adventures. Now's the perfect time to buy a new Barletta pontoon with the legendary performance of a Mercury outboard. Alpenhaus, Route 30 Amsterdam, and alpenhouseboats.com. I don't care what kind of stories that's been told on you. That may be a lot of things in life you used to do. Ultra, 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpen House. Shout out to all of our local business partners here on Honorado and Miller. We appreciate the support, the support week in and week out. All right, let's bring in our guest here. Matt Tarullo played O-line at Syracuse. Uh, this is going to become a love fest here in a moment. Uh, a lot of orange. A lot of orange happening here uh, with Matt and Ash on the show. Matt, thanks for joining us, man. Yes. It's, it's Chris and Ashley. The How orange, are you, dude? baby! <laughs> yeah, buddy. What's up, guys? How you doing? Good. How are you? Well, I had a late surprise. Uh, my birthday is this weekend, so my best Sunday. friend flew in at, from out of town and surprised me. So I'm over at Druthers right now in Clifton Park. And I was like, all right, well, I got to jump onto a Zoom call quick with two of my favorite people. So you're going to have to give me five minutes because these guys are great. So I got to hook them up. Well, we'll make it quick. We promise. Yeah, well, but... raise one for us if yeah, you would. No. Uh, and <laughs> I'm if... going to do it. I won't do it on camera. I know better. Come yeah. on, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, we've done worse. Um <laughs> if if you're watching us on Sunday morning, and, and a lot of people do watch us on Sunday morning on News Channel 13. Happy birthday to Matt. Yeah, think, think uh, happy birthday wishes to Matt. His his birthday so, is today, if you're watching on the 13th. It's, right. It's exciting. I love it. Every year I do a big party on my birthday. We throw a big family party. So uh, just hope, just pray for good weather. That's all I want for my birthday. Just good yeah. weather on Saturday. I hope so for your, for your sake. Hey, I, I know you were smiling at our conversation off camera. Are you a Hard Knocks guy? Have you watched? Love, love Hard Knocks. My favorite, I think my favorite ESPN show ever was the 30 for 30 with Parcells and Belichick. Oh. That might have been the coolest show ever because as they were talking, if you remember back in 2008, that's when like the Cowboys were at their height. That's when Romo was there and that's when I was there. And they were talking about, you know, Parcells was like in the thick of it with Belichick. They were, they were at each other's nerves, their last ends, right? And you gotta know these guys have been around each other for 25 plus years and a lot of people don't know that like belichick was his de defensive coordinator back when they played with buffalo or uh, the giants yeah. you know 
So they, these guys have known each other for a long time. So what's your take on Rodgers and the Jets being on hard knocks here? Is this, uh, is this a winning uh, – oh, the Jets a playoff team? I think they are, yes. I think they, I think they win that division, to be honest with you. Robert, Sal- Robert Salida is one of my favorite coaches in the NFL. I mean, he's fantastic. He's all about relationships, you know. He cares about the player. You know, he's very, very, he's very in tune. My two, my two sleeper picks are the Lions and the Jets. I love Danny Campbell. Danny Campbell was a teammate of mine in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they got it really going. They just got to put their run game together. Uh, the Jets always have, you know, historically a great defense. Yep. But I think I think Robert's, you know, long-term play of relationships is going to pay off. And, you know, you're talking about Aaron Rodgers. You know, people don't get it twisted. As much of a goofball he is sometimes with fanfare, he's a phenomenal player. And, you know, he's a great, great mentor to Zach Wilson who yep. needs that. You know what I mean? Like, to have a guy in the in the office, to have a guy in the QB meeting room with the experience that Aaron Rodgers has, I mean, come on, that that's 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 unbelievable. That what Zach Wilson has at his at his fingertips. Matt, coming out of Q's, uh, you were signed as an undrafted free agent. Uh, yep. Spent some time with the Cowboys, time with the Giants. You've been in that locker room. You've been on the practice field. How true is hard knocks to real life? Like, do you feel like? It's a fair representation, or do you feel like it's a little bit like, well, I never experienced that, but <laughs> listen, made for TV. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they gotta do stuff, they gotta do stuff to entertain people, otherwise no one would watch, right? But a lot of these guys are just normal guys, they're good people, they do a ton of charity work, you know, they show you the bad side, the fights, the arguments, but they also show you the fun, right? The 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 songs, the rookies being goofballs. You know, there there is a certain nostalgia that the the, the normal person doesn't get which, you know, I, I miss it the most is the locker room, is is the camaraderie with my teammates. You know, I think that's the hardest thing to, to, to let go and not be part of, right? But we get that everywhere. We get I get that now yeah. with my financial services practice. Like, yeah. we, get, we get camaraderie. We get to bust each other's chops. And it's like, it's like a locker room, but cleaner because there are ladies there and we have to be nice and thoughtful. <laughs> Let's get to Satara in a second here. But I'm curious, when you look back on your Syracuse career, uh, pinpoint one victory for me that you would say is maybe the one you remember them. It doesn't have to be the biggest one, but oh, maybe the one you remember. Triple overtime against West Virginia. Or check, check. Tri- triple overtime Virginia versus Virginia Tech. Tech. Yeah. I was triple overtime versus Virginia Tech. It's one of the only games I went to as a high Dude, schooler in the building. Easy, easiest call ever. Triple overtime against Virginia Tech. I pl- I pulled 37 counter sweep. I knocked my guy out. Adam Terry wrapped. Walter Reyes broke to the outside. 25-yard touchdown. From the 25, going in, we win the game. Game over. It was the best play of my life. Adam Terry. Two Adam local Terry. guys, man. Anchor, the 518 dudes anchoring the O-line for the Cubes. Listen, the last time, and Justin Pugh did us well. Uh, um, uh, what, what was Ryan's last name? Ryan was a pretty badass dude. Uh, we had some pretty tough dudes coming out of there. And, and they're starting to get back to bases because, you know, I went up there about a month ago, Dion Lewis has been the, the man at Syracuse with recruiting and getting alumni to come back. And he actually just touched base with me today. He wants me to come out to practice. He wants me to help him. And and they want alumni to come back and be part of the program because they realize how important it is mm-hmm. to connect and be part of those kids' lives. You know? We're thinking I, we're thinking about Dino Babers now, certainly with everything oh that's going God. on in Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. What a competitor. What a competitor. Yeah. Yeah, he's the man. So, um Matt, since you I know Chris talked about all the orange love, but when it comes down to it, we're also rivals. 
He went to South Colony. Uh, I went to North Colony. I'm now uh, back to North Colony. This guy's been heavily involved in South Colony, and yet we still love one another. But can it, is it really, is it really a rivalry when one school wins every year? But that's not how it's always been. Here's the bottom line. As a player, I've never lost to North Colony. Okay. Uh, I'm telling you. Explanation point. Okay. Now the coaching side, I haven't coached in a while. You know, my family's been growing. I've been kind of busy. But as a player, never lost to him. As a coach, I beat him up until about 2015. And then after 2015, it's Greg Sheeler. It's been the Greg Sheeler show. God man, bless I him. I try to explain this to people. God people bless Greg Sheeler. He knows been, what he's doing, man. Yeah, they what. think it's been like the big blue machine for all of eternity. I said, uh, more people watched my softball games at Shaker than watched the football games. Shaker, Shaker is doing something special. Um, you know, they have some great stuff happening. But I think a lot of local programs are. I'll give a lot of props to South Colony. You know, Dave Perry and Bill Romer have really been putting it out there and improving their facilities and improving their athletic, you know, you know, areas. So I'll, I'll give them a lot of a lot of credit. They've really turned the corner and, and done some special things for the community. So I'm very, very proud of them and very happy with what they're doing. Matt, what are you doing now, man? We we wanted to you want to give you this opportunity. Tell the people what you're up to. So I'm teaching still. You know, I love being a teacher. I, I think being an educator is is just ingrained in me. I love being a part of kids' lives. I still help wrestling. I still coach wrestling. Uh, you know, this year, my my uh, my good friend's kid is coming in, and he passed away about seven or eight years ago. Greg Woodward is a tremendous influence in my life in the wrestling program. His son is coming in, and uh, actually, you know, just, just saw him today, and I'll be wrestling with him this year a little bit to try to, you know, toughen him up, get him ready. Um, so on the teaching side, I'm just, you know, trying to do the right things and be part of the community. Uh, you know, and then obviously I run a financial services practice with my partner, Mark Esley. Um, he's been nothing but supportive of me and, 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 you know, I'm just trying to help people, trying to educate people. And, you know, my, my latest push guys has been really trying to help athletes, um, especially in the NIL space. It, It is a, it is a, it's the wild west right now for, 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 for young men and women, in, in the NIL space, it is the Wild West. They have very little uh, resource. They have very little support. And they're getting a lot of money thrown at them. And it's 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 a little crazy. I mean, you guys ever watch the show Ballers? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So The Rock, the Rock did a great job kind of painting this picture of what athletes should be getting to play college sports. That's great. But what do they do? How do they leverage it? How do they prepare for taxes? How do they prepare to save and budget and, you know, you got a kid that has never made money in their whole life, and all of a right. sudden you throw a hundred thousand dollars at them. What yeah. do they do with it? Right? What happens? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and in some cases you're talking seven figures for some of these right. guys, which oh, is oh god, easy. Yeah. You know, down south especially those yep. those five star recruits. You know, they're they're getting paid five hundred to a million dollars a year for nil. So there's just not a ton of support there. And, and really, honestly, my goal is to try to just give some type of structure to these young men and women who who need help early so they don't build bad habits and then ultimately have nothing to show for all the prowess they have you know there's a good conversation out there right now on youtube uh your coach your money where matt catches up with his buddy uh david tyree to talk about some of those things like how do you how do you prepare for a financial future when you are uh you don't have to be a professional athlete anymore you can be a collegiate athlete if you watch the podcast with david he even says it he says that He's signing contracts with guys just because they're wearing a thousand dollar suit, right? And and it's just I just expect it to work just because, you know, and that's not necessarily the case. You know, yeah. you gotta be an educator. And that's why I think my teaching experience lends itself well to the financial world. 
because it's it's not selling anything. It's educating people on just making great choices and just being smart, making great decisions, you know? All right, man. You're in the middle of a birthday celebration. We're going to let you run. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Have one for us. Uh, enjoy it, man. Happy birthday early. Yo, count me out to come count me out to come back in. We'd love that. We'd love to do it again. And then uh, obviously, you know, congratulations to Ashley going back to uh to North Colony and uh, you know, really excited to just to be on the other side of the wrestling mat from you. And I'll beat you on that. You know, that'll be fun. I'll, I'll get <laughs> All you. All right, perfect. Yeah. Uh, you guys will come in, hopefully do your coach your money with me on one of these episodes coming up. Awesome. For sure, man. Matt, thanks really for taking appreciate the, time, the opportunity, guys. Of course. Thanks, Matt. Absolutely, brother. Thank you. Out celebrating his birthday. Yeah. Even and took the time. He wasn't like, I got to cancel. He's time to pop on. Yeah. Yeah. Buddy of his surprises him. Love it. All right. We'll take another quick time out here. When we come back, we're uh, we're going to dive back into the NFL. We've got preseason stuff happening. And I want to get to these Ron Rivera comments uh, about his offensive coordinator, Eric Bienemy. Back in a minute. Teams. Athletes, organizations, we're transforming the custom apparel industry through product and purpose. Claim your crown. You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of Nyscoba are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. NYSCOBA honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpen House. All right, so I want to get Ashley's thoughts here on NFL preseason stuff um, and whether or not you know we, we how much how much do we care? How much should we care? Are you putting any stock in preseason game performances? No. the The short answer is no, but I don't want to crush your voice today, so I'll expand on it a little. Last week, you asked me if I thought Aaron Rodgers should play. My answer was a quick no. Mm-hmm. Don't think you need to. Don't think he owes anyone anything. Don't at think all. You need to Not see just in the Hall of Fame him. game. You're talking all preseason long. Yeah, I mean, maybe last game, a quarter. Okay. But on that same level, it's also why I don't care about the preseason because most of the really good guys don't play, and so I just don't care. It's not a true representation of what any of these teams are going to look like. Hmm. Okay. Uh, You're fired up. Rock Band's throwing a prediction out here. I'll I'll throw it up here. He says Titans by three touchdowns. All right. Um, Points. I do put a lot of stock in this. Hmm. um, In this regard, if it is so bad, sure, that's a real red flag. But if it's so bad, your starting quarterback's probably not actually playing. No, no, no. I'm talking about if Jordan Love is so bad. Sure. And yes. I, now I'm concerned. I if he sets the world on fire tomorrow night, Friday night, I, I will say, hey, pump the great brakes. to see yeah. him confident, comfortable, play well. But I've it's got to happen in the pump regular the season. Yeah. And I say this about spring training and baseball, too. If it's so bad, 
if Aaron Judge went, you know, three for 70, yeah. I'd go, ooh, this is something's yeah, wrong yeah. here. The pitching, I don't get too worried about as long as there's throwing strikes. If mm-hmm. a guy's getting drilled, I say, whatever. He's not bringing it every game. He's mm-hmm. probably messing with some pitches. When it's really bad, I'm concerned. When it's really good, I say, Meh. how many times have we seen a team just on the on the grand scale, right? A team goes undefeated in the preseason, doesn't make the playoffs. It, that, that happens quite a bit. Sure. Um, so, but I just, I want to see Love be competent. Right. But, so here's the difference. He doesn't have to be great. I want to see him like he's comfortable, like he's throwing the ball confidently. He's not wildly inaccurate. He's not, you know, there are no crazy misreads. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I'll be fine. But this is the difference. He's never really played many NFL games. So if if Jordan Love is so bad, you're concerned. But if Justin Herbert plays and he's so bad with the Chargers, are you concerned? No. But that's what I mean. We're talking apples and oranges. You're talking rookie quarterbacks or quarterbacks who are just taking the reins as a starting quarterback for the first time. If that's so bad, you're concerned. If the if a veteran quarterback or a younger quarterback is so bad. I just don't think the concern level's there. This is year four for him. I know, but he hasn't played. It doesn't matter. Yes, it does. He hasn't played. It does matter. It 100% matters. He played a full game in Kansas City when Rodgers had COVID. A single game. And then he played a quarter in Philadelphia. In four years, he's played how many games? One and a quarter. And he's taken some other snaps along the way. But do you know how dumb that sounds? He has taken because Rodgers has missed all of this sure. preseason time previously, mm-hmm. he's taken the number one snaps for a, a good amount of the next uh, the last two years. And I was reading this too this week. When Rodgers had the thumb injury last year, he didn't really practice much. So Love was getting all the first team reps then. Okay. First team reps in practice in the regular season, good. First team reps in the preseason, how many of them are actually first teamers? Like if if Rodgers isn't playing, is his whole O line playing? Is is our are the starting running? Is Aaron Jones playing? I, you know what I mean. So like I just preseason, no matter which way you cut it, I don't think is a fair representation of anything. Practice with the ones in the regular season, I'll take that. I'll take. You know, I'm I'm sitting there watching, and it's not good. I'll take more. I put more stock into that than I would a preseason game. All right. Uh, Rockman says it does not matter, and that's what Ash is saying. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And yet, okay. Chris is always right. Yeah. That would be Ashley's right. Sam says, game plan, simple, vanilla, no wants to show anything for the regular season. Yeah, true. Very Which is true. what I'm saying. Like, let's just complete some passes. Let's look like we know what we're doing out there. I don't care if you win. I don't even, you know, I, I could sit here and say, I don't really even all that concerned with whether or, not, whether or not you score points. But remember how we used to harp on, hey, the Giants' first team offense hasn't, hasn't scored, scored points. any points. Mm-hmm. And how those regular seasons go. Not so good. Not great. So it 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 gives us a little bit of a window into what this team is going to be. A little yeah. bit of a window. Speaking of training camp and preseasons, this one was like to me. Ron Rivera's comments earlier this week, uh, he was asked a question. It wasn't just he, he decided just to share the information. Yeah. He was asked a question about Eric B. Enemy's coaching style. How is it going with the players? Do they need to adjust? And 
Is that supposed to say concerned? I I was just going to take it down, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it took me a second. That's Here, I'm going to fix it. So, you know, he, he, Rivera responded with, yeah, there's a little bit of an adjustment period and, and Biennium is really intense and that's his coaching style. It's not my coaching style, but it's his coaching style. And so then there was a follow-up question, and this is the quote that grabbed everybody, was when Ron Rivera said, yeah, some of the players came to me because they're a little concerned. And I thought, my God. Concerned that someone's We are intense. dealing with... A bunch of divas. Athletes, and not just athletes, people in 2024. Soon to be, anyway. The ultimate example of that. Like, are you kidding me? Th- this basically is... The enemy maybe is loud, maybe yells a lot, fiery, and is holding guys accountable. That's the biggest thing, right? Is is he is holding guys accountable? He is setting a high bar Mm -hmm. and expects you to reach it. Yeah, this guy was coaching with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and winning two Super Bowls in the last four years. And this is why I question why he left. Well, he wasn't getting an opportunity in in Kansas City. He took the same job. He's the associate head coach now. Who's being criticized by his head coach for being too fiery. So I did think, boy, I I, want to see some comments from Washington players. And now receiver Jahan Dotson did come out and he said, the enemy's just trying to get the most out of us. He's trying to get the best out of us. He has well, expectations good. I'm glad for us. Someone so, understands what the so game is I all thought, about. Man, you have to. These guys who can't take coaching anymore, and and coaching can't be pat you on the back every time and tell you how great you are, and you're trying hard yes. and all this stuff. No, like you should be able to take hard coaching, and that is again the expectation, but also the criticism. Like I'm going to critique you. And I'm going to be honest with you. And if you aren't playing well, good evening, Jeff. If you aren't playing well, I'm going to tell you about it. And I'm going to help you fix it. But you have to want to fix it. Yeah. You have to want to be coached. And these people don't want to be coached anymore. We Listen, we work in a soft business. Okay, media, we're soft. There are I'm not soft. There are so many people in the media business who can't take criticism. Sure. You tell them. Hey, that's not the way to do it. Oh, well, it's 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 not it's not media, it's not athletes, it's society in general. We are so quick to be offended as opposed to thinking, "Hey, maybe this person's really trying to help me." Yeah. Can I get better at this? A little introspective. I can get better. I'm not great. Okay, let's have some humility. And Depends let's, on who it's coming from for me. Fine. <laughs> but but you're not right all the time. Not everything no, you I, do is great. No. It can be better. So why don't we have this kind of collective mm-hmm. and, and understanding of like, hey, there's somebody here who might be able to help me. Great. Let's go. Yeah. Eric Bianami can help these. How's Washington been lately? Right. And that's the thing. If it's coming from someone who I feel like can help me and is qualified to do so, I'm all ears. Yeah. If it's coming from the peanut gallery, well, then I don't want to hear it. So the difference here is it's coming from your associate head coach who has won multiple Super Bowls yeah. with the best team on the planet in the last five years. Mm -hmm. So maybe you should listen and toughen up and go play and do what he asks. Yeah. What a joke. I would think so. Um, All right. Let's do a little um, baseball here. Okay. Well, I've got it. 
And well, you know what? We might as well just roll it. And now, dirty, difficult, and done. Sponsored by Performance Industrial. Shout out to our guy, Bill Miller at uh, Performance Industrial, where there's never a job that's too dirty or too difficult for his team to get it done. And as we shift to baseball, this is one of the more embarrassing. I mean, there's something wrong with the D.C. metro area here. Mm -hmm. Talk about soft. uh, Now, Baltimore. Baltimore management soft. So the Orioles did broadcaster Kevin Brown dirty. This is unbelievable. So on July 23rd, the Orioles are wrapping up a series in Tampa and Kevin Brown, who is uh, their play-by-play man, young guy ascending in the, in the industry, is he, um, points out, and there's a graphic to support it, points out the lack of success the Orioles have had playing at Tampa Bay. And the Yankees have had their struggles there as well. No doubt. So Brown says, hey, we haven't won a series here and I forget how long it was. They're like, oh, one in 20 something at, at Tampa in the last however many years, 10 years, whatever it is. But this we're on the different. verge of winning a series yeah. this weekend. And this team is different. And we're a playoff team. And oh, by the way, we're in first place ahead of this Tampa Bay team, which is really, really good and started like gangbusters at the beginning of the year. There is a positive spin thrown on this thing. Yeah. It, it's it's detailing history and the struggles to bring us to today to show, but look how good the Orioles are now. And what did Orioles ownership hear? Orioles ownership only heard, wait a minute, this is our guy criticizing us. He's got to go. Indefinitely suspended. Now, the report is that he'll be back uh this weekend. Friday mm-hmm. so we're doing the show live on a Thursday mm-hmm. night that he would be back in the broadcast booth on August 11th okay fine but what an embarrassment what an embarrassment to not allow your broad to not have the trust in your broadcast voices okay to do the job they don't have to kiss your you know what all the time and in this case Kevin Brown is okay. is in a roundabout way coming around to the backside and do a little smoochy at the end. But but the ownership doesn't see that because they're so blinded. They can't run a baseball team, clearly. This is the Angelos family. You're terrible. You've been <laughs> terrible. You signed one big one big free agent contract in, in a long, long time. It was Chris Davis. That didn't work, okay? So I, I just... It, Things are getting better. They're, they've drafted. They've drafted very, very well, well, and they're building, and all of that's great, but and this, they're good. They've got seventy freaking wins already this year. But this tells you how small time they are. Correct, and like, small minded. You think the New York Yankees are, and I'm not going to compare the two, but Michael Kay is outwardly critical of the New York Yankees, yeah, he is. and that dude has never been suspended for saying something critical, and yet. This is, the, this is where I had the problem. Factual. Critical and yet factual about the team. He used statistics to back it up. Yep. He never said, I think they're terrible. Oh. They aren't good. Not, not even he any never, of that He never out. even said, like. Just, we have struggled at the trot. 
Well, the numbers will tell you that. Yeah. It's right on the graph. Yeah. So I guess the point here is that Orioles management thought, well, don't even don't even point out the facts. If the people right. want to we find want to that the on facts. their own, let them find it on their own. We don't need to supply them with the information, I but guess, is what we're getting to. Kevin here. Brown didn't on. make that graphic. Well, no, he didn't make the graphic. Well, he didn't make the graphic. But if we're going to do this, like there are other people who saw it, other people who put it up. Other, sure. That's, but if the idea was his, and I, I would believe that it was. My guess is the, there's a producer I'm on sure. that crew. I'm sure. He's the face of it. Regardless, he's the face of it. He's going to take the fall here, yeah. but there shouldn't be a fall to take. I, that's, I agree. that's the point. That's the point here. Um, yeah, I just, you know, he's a good broadcaster. He will get a job from another team if Baltimore doesn't want him. And, and to or Jeff's if point, and if he doesn't want Baltimore. Baltimore. And that's the thing. If, and it's a lot of my question, is he back Friday tomorrow? Um, if the world, the Twitterverse, social media yeah. has not imploded like it has. Michael came, K came to his Gary rescue. Cohen, Sports who? Center anchors came yeah. to his rescue. Everybody on yeah. the planet has come yeah. to his rescue and have said it in live broadcasts on mm-hmm. their own team's broadcasts, mm-hmm. have referenced, well, poor Kevin Brown. I'm glad you said that because it brings me to the point that I wanted to make here, and I, it'll be the last thought I share on this. It still dumbfounds me that – Teams, organizations, businesses, whatever, think that you can do something like this and quote unquote get away with it. Like how you don't think, okay, maybe what maybe we're gonna suspend gonna him. Maybe we're gonna suspend him. And no one in the room says, hang on a second. Do you realize how bad we're going to look? Now, when you have somebody who's a billionaire or whatever. That just may not matter. I I don't care. He's embarrassed me. He's gone. But for there not to be a voice in the room that says, guys, we are not going to win in the public court of opinion on this one. We cannot do this. If you want to pull him into a private meeting and say, hey, I know these are facts. Maybe don't be so overt about showing how bad we've been. Okay. then, Then fine. I agree. Even that. I would have a problem with if I was a broadcaster. I would say, I'm not here to be your homer. I know that. I'm here to be but, an impartial. But don't I, you think that happens places? I I know it happens places. Correct. But I still don't think I would. that would be a place that I'd be like, yeah, I'm not let me saying keep it's okay, but here. you can save yep. public face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can save no public face. No doubt. It's all, right. all just ridiculous. Free Kevin Brown, they were chanting at Camden Yards. Yeah, I heard Free it. Kevin Brown, they were chanting at but Camden Yards. I love that. Like that, good for them for even caring enough to amazing Mr. Splash and the whole deal. Mm. I can't wait until they're playing in October and Mr. Splash is spraying people and it's freezing cold outside. Um, okay, my turn. That was a good one. Uh, is the Pac 12 done? I mean, the answer is yes, because people are dropping it like it's hot and running for the East Coast, East Coast conferences, which they're not really East Coast conferences, but have become that mm. with the help of some West Coast teams. I think the answer is yes. I don't know what you think, but Oregon and Washington leave to go to the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. You've got all these other teams leaving to go to the Big 12. USC, UCLA go to the Big Ten. Yeah. Yep. You've got, go ahead, throw them up there. You got oh, Arizona State, Arizona. By the way, this was funny to me. Arizona State, Colorado's already in. Yeah, but uh, that's yep. a move. Arizona State uh, and Utah are going. And then it was like, I saw on the uh, bottom line too. It's like, oh, and Arizona. Yeah. I thought, well, they're not a throw-in. Yeah, like, that's a that's a but, big. But they're not a 
big football. College football yeah. power. Very good college basketball. Yeah. Okay. But they've been okay at times. Decent. So my yes, my answer is the Pac-12 is done because who who are you going to get that is going to replace the teams that you've already lost? I understand like BYU is an option, and there are I'm sure other teams who would love to pe- play in the Pac-12, but it's not going to be a, a conference worthy of an automatic bid okay. to the playoffs. So that's what I was going to say is define done for me. And by the way, the ACC is looking at Stanford and Cal. I read today that uh, maybe um, you said Florida State to the SEC or the Big 12. Well, they're just trying to get out. Yeah. Um, so. um, yeah. Well, that, listen, if Florida State, okay, if Florida State. The ACC will be in trouble. And Clemson leave, I'd, the ACC will be done. Yeah. And I, and I get it. And this is Notre Dame's not joining. No, this is the problem though, too, is like the ACC you're talking about is a great basketball conference, mm-hmm. but it's not a great football conference. So mm-hmm. now you get these teams leaving and you're pulling away from this great basketball conference, yeah. which the SEC has already proven it is way on the rise in terms of basketball. So now we're giving more to, it, it's just not a good situation for the Pac-12 or the ACC or any other small-timey conference right now that's not the Big 16 and the Big 10. Uh, and the SEC. Yes, and the SEC at this point. It's going to be three monstrosities of conferences, yeah. and no one's really going to care about the rest. Okay, so define done. Your definition of done is the Pac-12 is done in terms of being when this college football playoff expands yeah. to 12 teams a conference that would be worthy, as you said, of an automatic bid. I, I agree. I, I think agree. even with that many listen, teams, listen, I think with the, so. with the 12-team playoff, just pick the 12 best teams. Yeah. And if it eight of them come from the SEC, eight of them come from the SEC. Yeah. What do you and want from me? But yeah. No, right. Um, now, Florida State's an interesting case here. Let's touch mm-hmm. on this real quickly. Florida doesn't want them. Florida has said we don't want them in the SEC. So let's put Florida State in the Big 12. Makes it kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, we could put Clemson in the SEC. Be fun. We would then put Miami. Miami's a good program. Where's mm-hmm. Miami go? Maybe they go to the SEC. It's all Notre Dame to the Big Ten. I, I don't know. Notre Dame wants Stanford be- into the ACC because of that not natural. What's well, not natural? It, it's a it's a rivalry that has become natural over time. And Notre Dame gets a vote. Even though they're not a full-time football member, they get a vote. And so Notre Dame says, we want Stanford. And all that's well and good. But then I think to myself, but Notre Dame has more rivalries in the Big Ten. Michigan State's almost every year. Mm -hmm. Purdue almost every year. Uh, Certainly Michigan is a team they have played a bunch. Like that, The Big Ten just makes more sense for Notre Dame. But I do think that the... I do think Notre Dame likes the Olympic sports that are part of mm-hmm. the ACC. Soccer, mm-hmm. basketball, those types of things. Are, it's maybe better than, but than the Q's, Pretty soon, Q's football going to be playing Duke and UNC football, and it's going to be about it. Maybe they bring UConn back or something. It's not going to be pretty. Yeah, even Virginia Tech is not yeah, what they used to be. It's not going to be pretty. Okay. are you? So are we, are we down on what co- is happening in college yes, athletics? Here we I are. Am. Okay. I am. I don't know about we. You can voice your own displeasure with it. This guy's down on it. Missouri head coach Eli Drinkwitz. I love this, and I don't know what you think about it, mm-hmm. but I love this. The quote is, football is going to be fine, but do we consider the people that we are entrusted with? Did we consider the student athlete? He's talking about all non-football 
athletes? Generally all non-football athletes. Yes. Uh, What's the problem? Uh, his problem, and and I think he's one of a few who would maybe voice this as a power five football coach mm -hmm. uh, and everything that he has to gain from yep. all of the things that are happening. His biggest problem is, okay, football, he's right. Football is going to be fine, no matter what happens with all these conference realignments. But what happens to, and his example was the baseball and softball teams who are now traveling cross country to play on the West Coast or the East Coast and they're not flying charter because they don't have the luxury that these football teams have of flying charter. Mm -hmm. Football teams walk off the field, shower, eat a big meal, get on a plane, and take off whenever they well please. Softball and baseball teams play, shower, go eat, sit in an airport for three hours, and then have a three-hour flight, a two-hour connection, and another three-hour flight to get home, get home at four in the morning, and then are still expected – to go to class at 8 a.m. the next day. Yeah. He has a problem on behalf of these people, uh, on behalf of these student athletes who don't have the advantages of these football players, who aren't making the NIL money of these football players. He's concerned with mental health and rest, and rest clearly feeds into mental health. So I like that this came from him. He's a big enough name in college football, and it's not Nick Saban saying these things. But yes, yeah, somebody has to say it because while it's great for college football, it is very not good for a lot of other sports. And, and I don't know that it's going to be great for the individual student athletes on these football teams when they're going through some of the same stuff, even though they're chartering. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how you make it work. We, we knew this was coming. Anybody who says, oh, I can't. We knew mm -hmm. this was coming. The realignment, even from five plus years ago showed us that this was going to happen, that we were not going to have true conferences anymore. It was just going to be a collection of teams and we'd have to figure it out from there. How do we decide which teams get into the playoff? And, and we are there faster than I think we all kind yeah. of figured it would happen. Yeah. And I don't know why it happened so quickly if NIL changed it or if it's all TV contract driven. My guess is it's TV contract mm -hmm. driven here. Um, it, it's crazy how, how football is still kind of controlling everything that happens within they college say athletics NFL is here. King. Well, football is, is king in college. College is right yeah. behind it. College football is right behind it. All right. Last break here on Honorado and company. When we come back, the clock is ticking on the Yankees and the angels in terms of their playoff pushes. We'll get to that. We'll talk about another, uh, piece of history that Shohei Otani now owns in baseball. Wrap up our thoughts here on Honorado and Miller. Back right after this. At Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcellus Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. Life is about making memories. It's about sharing special moments with those we love and cherishing those moments forever. And what better way to create those memories than by spending time together in a space that is as beautiful and as special as the memories we create. Visit Alpenhaus on Route 30 in Amsterdam and Clifton Park Center and let us handle the heavy lifting. 
Take advantage of free local delivery, and we'll haul away your old grill or patio furniture. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpen House. All right, we are uh, hitting the dog days of the baseball season, as they call it, middle of August. And as I said on TV one day this past week, um, it is affecting some people more than others. Did you see the blow up Tommy Canely had in the dugout the other night? Did he attack a cooler? A fan? No, no, he was slamming his. So he made an error. Uh, it's not that he pitched poorly. He made an error that allowed the inning to continue, mm-hmm. and then and then the, the White Sox were able to open things up. But he came back to the dugout, and he starts – Aaron Boone has already been ejected, by the way, for <laughs> arguing balls and strikes. He comes back, and he's slamming his glove against the top bench of the dugout, and the double bubble <laughs> is just flying everywhere. And – and the broadcast then, after Kane Lee kind of settles back down, shows a shot of all the, the gum, gum everywhere. everywhere. It was, it was classic. There was also this report out there that, and I don't want to spread rumors if it isn't true, but Michael K said it that uh, he heard that when Tommy doesn't pitch well, I heard it was if he gives up a run, but I think Michael K said if he has a bad outing, okay, he shaves his entire body other than the top of his head everything else gone as a a punishment as a form of punishment a reminder perhaps of uh him not pitching what's an interesting self-discipline is that real punishment i don't know i'm not sure yeah i mean it it would weird for some people it would take a lot of work well yeah it'd take a long time but for others not so much that's a weird thing to know for in Michael K's case, well, he's around the team. I'm sure I somebody know, said something. Somebody deserves to be not treated well. For Was there a code broken yeah, there? One hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, unless Tommy shared it himself, he, oh. uh, you know, he's an interesting guy, as as we've learned, and and he has even fessed up to. Um, all right, one thing that's happened this year, nobody else has ever done, and and this guy just does stuff that nobody else ever does. That's what he does. So he gets Shohei Otani gets his tenth win this week on the mound. He already has 40 home runs. He's the only player to have ever done that. My question is, do you think he is changing the mentality of front offices in Major League Baseball that they will allow more people to try this? I think the answer is yes, but I don't think it's going to be a widespread phenomenon. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to – I'm not going to come up with his name – like potentially the kid from LSU doesn't he? He's a two-way player. Uh, Florida, what, right? Oh, maybe Florida. I thought one of the LSU kids was a two-way. Mm, a Florida <laughs> kid, I thought. Okay, I think there will be certain instances, mm-hmm. and maybe more so even for international players who are used to doing that, because they're. I think we've talked about this too often. If these kids are going to college, they will not be given the opportunity. So I think even if you're changing front office minds, I don't think it's going to change at the collegiate level. So you're not going to allow a guy like Tommy Canely to hit at Lynn University. You're not going to allow uh, a guy like Jeff Hoffman to hit at East Carolina. Um, So that I don't think, and and once you spend four years not hitting, you're not going to be welcome back to hitting. And that's just how it goes. So while I think he's changing front office minds, 
And again, I think it'll happen with international players and maybe some high school players who are mm. now just going to go from hitting and pitching to hitting and pitching in the minors. I don't think that it's it's going to change the college ranks, which will force a slowing down of that phenomenon. I like the idea of Shohei changing it, but yep. I, I just think the easy pushback is, sorry, you're not like him. He was doing it at a professional level, mm -hmm. and yeah. that's what and made Japan. him so attractive <laughs> Uh, as an international free agent like yes he is doing it well and proving it can be done but we believe it can only be done by one person mm -hmm. right that's the easy pushback if if you're a general manager that doesn't want to see this happen i don't agree with this it, sam says yanks enough. are toast <clears throat> i agree with their toast oh i don't agree with it's the worst lineup they've had in years huh? i think their gary sanchez teams were far worse hmm. i just think they're underachieving like Every other lineup they've had. Mm -hmm. And by the way, Gary Sanchez in San Diego. I know. Head scratching and weird. And I don't care. I'm glad he's there. And yeah. I'm happy for him. Right. He wasn't a good fit in New York. No. I hated his lack of hustle. I didn't like anything about it. I'll take all the guys that we have. Higashioka include all of them. I'll mm -hmm. take all of them over him. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, yeah, I disagree. I don't think it's the worst lineup they've had. I just think they're, most of them are underachieving. Yeah. Okay. Um, Either of these teams on the screen are going to make the playoffs. Yankees and Angels. Yanks, as we sit here, are five out of the wild card. The Angels, I think, are seven out. This is an Angels team that bought I mean, at the deadline. Yeah. They said and, we are all in because it, in their minds, right, it, it was Artie Moreno saying, this is our best chance of keeping Shohei, mm -hmm. Shohei Otani. Is to, is to, now, to Mike, Mike Trout spend. has been out since the 4th of July. Right. He's not going to come back until the end of August. Maybe there's a September the push. Yeah, I know. It's well, a, before the deadline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a weird. Maybe there's a September happened. push coming here, but it doesn't feel like it. It feels like the Angels gambled mm -hmm. and are and gonna lost. lose. Yeah, yeah. The Yankees didn't gamble and they're still gonna lose. Um, the Yankees have a better chance just because of how many we've talked about this, how close the wild card is, and how many teams are in their division that are in front of them. Yeah, they have a chance, but they need to. They need to be a different team than they currently are. And I don't see that happening. Yeah, crazy. All right, recap. I'm all in on the NFL preseason this year. I thought it was just the season I was all in on, but now I have talked myself into being the only all in of this group. on the preseason. It's a Packers game on the NFL Network. I will be locked in. Early dinner. A Friday night, <clears throat> stuck at home, even though Ash is not working. I'm going to make her watch preseason football. Have a great weekend, everyone.